and welcome to the Who's Eat podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be discussing, well, one that's a Destiny of the Doctor release that was a couple of months old now. It's the fourth Doctor story, The Babblesphere. Yes, it's catch-up time, isn't it? Yes. It is indeed. Uh, but first, um, before we get onto the news, just a little thank you to everybody who downloaded last week's episode. Um, it's been our most popular episode ever. So thank you, very, everybody, for listening. Yes, and if there's anybody who's actually now stayed with us now after downloading <laughs> that, <laughs> you're hearing this message saying thank you. Expect to hear next week's podcast. Last week was our most <laughs> undownloaded episode ever. <laughs> Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, thank you so much for uh, for downloading. It was it was a nice surprise to see that was uh, incredibly popular. So, um, and we've had have had a, a couple of nice mentions on Twitter as well this week, sort of thanking us for the coverage. So, um, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, and also, we had one email as well. Um, we're getting the self congratulatory um, stuff out of the way first, aren't we? So. <laughs> Yeah. This, uh, this, this, this bit doesn't usually take long. It doesn't, no, no. Uh, no, we had, had uh, a nice email from uh, Tom from the Gallifrey Times. Uh, just want, he just uh, said to us, Hi there. Just wanted to let you know how much I'm enjoying Who's podcast. It's one of the best I've listened to, and I look forward to it every week. The mix of humour, communication, friendliness, and knowledge of Doctor Who makes the podcast an absolute treat to listen to. Keep up the good work, Tom. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Tom. That's very, very kind of you to uh, to uh, drop us a line. And well, we we, we try our best, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> yes, we do try our best. Oh no! <laughs> this the yes, folks. This is our best. It doesn't get any better than this. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, are we trying? Is the question. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's do the news. Then let's do the news. Come on. Right. Okay. Um, for the last time. Stats, audience yes. figures. Yes, the um, overnight audience figures for the Name of the Doctor was five point five million viewers, which was a twenty five point nine share of the total TV audience. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a little bit above what it's been getting recently. Yeah, um, but look, a standard share of the. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, it was the third most popular of the show of the night. So there you go. So it was. It, it sort of took its usual slot, didn't it? Yes, to be honest, and the audience appreciation index uh, for the name of the Doctor was eighty-eight, which has been a bit higher than recently. Yes, yeah. So it looks like um, a few more people joined in to watch the show, and obviously we don't know what the final viewing figures are yet. So we, we expect that to uh, to increase substantially. Yes, this may not be the end of stats. It may not be. <laughs> uh, this may be the penultimate stats. So Maybe. Oh, but you can't wait, can you? But you can't wait. Um, now, the official viewing figures for Nightmare in Silver, uh, they were 6.64 million viewers, uh, which was a 27.1% share of the total television audience. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, again, that's, I think that's the sort of average... I've mean, said this before. It has been, it's been quite consistent in that respect, hasn't it, really? Which, in some ways, is good, because it shows it's actually got a yeah a, a, a core for following. Yeah, that's it. Because there's one one thing we we didn't discuss last week. There was a um, an article uh, in the <laughs> the Daily Mail, uh, which um, I think Ian Levine tweeted, and he was like, "Oh my God, what's happening now?" Um, 
well, it's the Daily Mail, for God's sake, so let's not pay too much attention to it. But it, it was the, another thing again, um, Doctor Who, uh, BBC in crisis talks, whether to axe the show because of falling audience ratings. And it was completely made up. Yeah. Completely made up, not based on anything. Um, so I think that's probably why we didn't mention it last week. Um, but, uh, yeah, but this goes to show there is nothing wrong with those figures. No. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. And let's not forget, it's well, supposedly getting warmer here. It's a nice day today, put it that way. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it's not going to be... Uh, you know, We're now going to have a competition. What day did we record this on? Yes. <laughs> well, you've only got one of two sunny days to choose from so far <laughs> this year, haven't you? So... <laughs> right, okay then. Um, in other news, Doctor Who wins a Peabody Award. Um, now, if you don't know what a Peabody Award is, apparently it's one of the highest honours in American media. Um, give it its full title. It's the George Foster Peabody Award. Uh, apparently it recognises distinguished achievement, uh, meritorious service by broadcasters, cable and webcasters, um, producing organisations, individuals, blah, blah, blah. So it's, um, yeah, apparently it's, it's quite a, a prestigious award, this one. Hmm. Um, and Matt Smith, General Louise Coleman, Stephen Moffat um, were at the ceremony to uh, collect the award. So there you go. And Matt Smith has already begun to grow back. <laughs> Looking at the photograph, so... <laughs> I was going to say, this is first-hand reports. <laughs> yeah, so rest easy, everybody. I think his hair will probably grow back by the time they record the uh, the, the Christmas episode. But uh, yes. yeah, now I was saying before the show, there's only one other show that I that I'm aware of or that I know of that's won a Peabody Award, and that's Mystery Science Theatre Three Thousand, because that they sort of mentioned it always mentioned and Peabody Award-winning show, MST Three K. And I, that's the only thing I've, I've sort of associated with it. Now I've got two shows to associate with the Peabody Awards. Now, so <laughs> I've doubled my knowledge. <laughs> did, did that make you? Did this make this make this more prestigious or less prestigious in your eyes? <laughs> I don't know really because I, I don't think I can say prestigious too many times about put, <laughs> put me teeth in again. So <laughs> I, I started off with it and thought, why am I trying? I know. <laughs> Yeah, let's move on quickly before anyone notices. Um, right, okay. Now, as we are reviewing the next, or uh, Destiny, not the next Destiny of the Doctor, the Destiny of the Doctor, two Destiny of the Doctor stories ago, I should say, um, the sixth Doctor story um, has been announced, and it's called Trouble in Paradise, and it's a sixth Doctor and Perry story. Yes. Um, it's available to pre-order from Audio Go. Um, now, it says that... Um, I'll give you a quick a quick rundown of what this one says. Okay, it says, Responding to a desperate summons from the Doctor's future self, he and Perry find themselves on a sailing ship in 1492, where the crewmen are gripped by superstitious fear. They say the devil walks among them, stalking and striking them down. Even though they have landed in paradise, they fear that El Diablo himself will drag them over the edge of the world and into the depths of hell. When the Doctor and Perry meet the captain of the ship... They both discover that heroes can sometimes behave unheroically. Perry's reaction leads her into deep water, and soon the Doctor's fears not only for her life, but also that was a terrible reading, but not only for her life, but also for the existence of the ship, the Paradise Island, and the universe itself. Hmm. Ooh. So I can't even read what's in front of me, for God's sakes. <laughs> We're trying our best here at the. Yeah, we've, we are very, very trying this week. Good God. <laughs> After giving us a pat ourselves a pat on the back to begin with, it's been downhill ever since, hasn't it? Yes. 
Let's never do this again. Um, <laughs> now, I, hooray, everyone! Yeah. <laughs> now I can't find the um, the release date of this yet, but I'm assuming it, it'll probably be very, very early June. Yeah, they're usually around about the first few days of June, the yeah. month, aren't they? Yeah, so, so it's, that's the, the the normal pattern so far. Yeah. Um, now more 50th anniversary celebrations. The next BFI um, outing for the Doctor was the 7th Doctor in July, which will be set the 27th of July at 2pm. And this story they've they selected this time is Remembrance of the Daleks. Right, yeah, that that seems a pretty solid decision. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It does indeed. So, um, the guest list hasn't been, or the panel list hasn't been announced yet, but the tickets are going to be put to the member ballot again, as it has been for the last couple of months. So, um... BFI champions can enter the ballot on Monday the 3rd of June and members can enter the ballot from Tuesday the 4th of June. Uh, the ballot will close on Friday the 7th of June and all the entrants that have been successful will be notified on Monday the 10th. Hmm. And it's my turn to win, isn't it? It is indeed, yes. <laughs> um, yes, because we're going to the 6th Doctor one, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we're lucky enough to well, win. Well, the 6th and 2nd Doctor. <laughs> Well, oh, yes, out. it is actually, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> yeah. So we're lucky enough to uh, to uh, win tickets two months on the bounce. So we're yeah. uh, hoping we can get to this one as well. But or, uh, or rather, win the opportunities to buy tickets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> to, to be exact. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, hmm. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> Okay, okay, right. Last bit of news, uh, everybody. The little bit of news for the Ice Warriors DVD. Now, apparently there was a trailer that was broadcast after the Bonneville Snowmen on the 4th of November 1967. And apparently it was an in-character trailer. Well, basically, the characters played by Peter Barkworth and Peter Salis um, introduced the what the situation was at the Britannica's base. Now, this has been... Lost, obviously, with the with uh, the missing episodes from the Ice Warriors, but the restoration team have found time to animate it, and it's going to be included as an extra on the DVD. Now, however, they've actually pointed out that the audio for the trailer is beyond restoration. Apparently, right. it's so far gone they can't do anything with it. But it will be included. But they've actually got to, got to put subtitles on this trailer as well. So it it sounds pretty bad then, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know they had filmed anything like this back then. Obviously, I mean, normally it was just the... Because stories tended to just go one straight into the other, didn't they? Back then they did, yeah. Um, I mean, the last scenes of one episode, one story, were the actual opening scenes of the next, weren't they? Hmm. I know that sort of began to sort of phase that out a little bit during sort of Troughton's time. But this is sort of very, very early in his in his tenure. Hmm. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see, actually, because I, I must—I've never seen the Ice Warriors. No, never seen it. So I've, I've never bothered tracking it down on any of these sort of the web, sort of the video streaming sites or anything like that. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm really interested to see this one. Um, also, to do with this uh, DVD, they BBFC have also classified various as- aspects of the DVD release as well. Um, so they've, they've passed release on the four existing episodes of the commentaries uh, and the special features as well. And you've got uh, a Blue Peter 
Doctor Who, the Ice Warriors, uh, was it a blue pit designer monster thing? Um, you've got a photo gallery. You've got an extra Doctor Who stories with Fraser Hines. Uh, there's the VHS links from the old VHS release, both in the 90s, and uh, something called Cold Fusion, Making the Ice Warriors. Yeah. It's always great that all the Blue Peter footage all remains. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was I was watching, um, I think it was the, I don't know which DVD it was, I think it probably was the Horns of Nine which I was watching earlier on, so I was watching a couple this morning, but um, there was a, a, a Blue Peter extra on there, sort of like the, how the much they sort of promoted Doctor Who over the years. Yeah. And they said that um, Biddy Baxter should have been in charge of Doctor Who. Because if, she, cause if those of you who don't know, Biddy Baxter was uh, the head honcho Blue Peter for many, many years. Um, is she still alive? Is she still doing it? Or does she pass away? I can't remember, Biddy Baxter. I think she's... she's yeah, I think she's passed away. I think she I think. has passed away now. Well, basically, um, I think all episodes of Blue Peter have actually survived... Because of yeah. her, yeah, she re- she wouldn't let them be. You know, she sort of kept a very very tight rein on everything. Um, so, <laughs> you do do think of, of all the, probably the least of all the stuff they did junk. <laughs> We've got a full catalogue of blue pizza. Pizza, I know, but they're just saying that she'd have been in charge of Doctor Who. Yeah, all episodes would have survived because she, she had such a tight rein on everything, and I think that's probably what it needed back then. Really, yeah. Is someone who was very, very a bit more protective about the show, but then nobody knew how things were going to. I mean, to, to be fair, well, she she must have had second sight then because she obviously did, didn't she? So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, but that, obviously this is a, a DVD that everyone's been looking forward to very, very much, and you know, so am I, so am I, yeah, so. Okay, then, folks, that wraps up the news for this week. So, coming up very, very shortly, then is our review of Babel Sphere. So another week then, that was the news. Okay, everybody, uh, we're now going to review uh, the next in the Destiny of the Doctor series, which is the fourth Doctor story, and this one is entitled Babblesphere. So why have they locked you up, if you don't mind me asking? I've been found guilty of clandestination. Clandestination? The crime of having private thoughts. I don't understand. Surely everybody's thoughts are private. Well, not here, they're not. Not since the Babel Network started. The Babel Network? So who precisely are you and the Doctor, then? We're the best chance you've got, said Romana, taking to her feet to address the whole room. She looked to each of the women in turn. We might not be investigators, but we are willing to help. And we have plenty of experience of dealing with computers with ideas above their station. Alert! Implant malfunction detected. Implant malfunction detected. Doctor Romana, at last you are subject to the battle sphere. Right, who, who went first last week? Was it me or you? I did, I think. You? Oh, was it my turn, is it? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I think I like it. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. It, it's... How can I put it? They, they, it's a damn good stab at trying to do uh, a, a Doctor Who story or f- a fourth Doctor story like um, Douglas Adams was still the script editor. Yeah. If you see what I mean. They've gone yeah. for a, a very sort of comedic style to it. Um, yeah, it just sort of from that Graham Williams era. 
of Doctor yeah. Who. That they've they've sort of captured that quite well. I I I thought. I know what you mean. Um, I, on the other hand, I don't know. I once said I didn't dislike it. I just, I have to say, I failed to connect with this one. Mm. Um, as in we just mentioned before, I actually tried to listen. I've tried to listen to this twice, and have not been able to stay awake all the way through it twice, which doesn't <laughs> tend to suggest that I'm enjoy- I'm riveted by it. At least it might just be that I actually have been that tired. But Yeah, could be. Um, I think the problem... I, th- I know what you mean, and I think this was as good a stab as you're going to get. The problem I think that this has mm. is that that era is very much Tom Baker's performance. Yes, you're absolutely right. And without Tom Baker's performance, it's a little, I don't know. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, this story's read by Lala Ward, isn't it? Yeah. And and obviously she's playing all of the the parts apart from um, Aurelius, um, which is played by Roger Parrott. And this this is not a criticism of her. No. Um, Tom Baker's pretty difficult to impersonate if you're going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's not even, it's not even... Um, in voice or tone, it, it's a lot of his acting was facial as well. Yeah, yeah you know, a right, lot. A lot right. He conveyed a lot of the the humour facially. Yeah, and to try and reproduce that on an audio is is difficult. Well, there was a couple of the line readings that she she made, and there was one where the doctor he says that when when the robot those uh, I can't what those robots are called now. Um, oh, this is going to be a good review. I forgot what they're called, but anyway, um, they're like sort of like floating chandeliers, yes, aren't they? Yes. Sort of floating around. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, you know, you're you're on Hephaestus," and the doctor sort of goes, "Hephaestus," like that. And Romanos says, "Oh, you 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 you've heard of it before?" Is it? No, have, have you? you? Yeah. And that was so Tom Baker, but yes. you could, but you can imagine that was the sort of thing Tom Baker would do as an ad lib. Yes. And suggest that as part of the script, and I can see yeah. what the writer Jonathan Morris has tried to do there. It's tried to catch those little moments where Tom Baker would do those little comedic, chuck them in those comedic things into the script. Yeah. Um, Even from the opening of starting off with the, they can uh, smell the, the burning flesh, but he goes on about roast beef and. Yeah, yeah, it was um, quite macabre in places, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but but then of that era. Yes, it was, and I think really it, it was. That's what I liked about the story. Yeah, really, because it it, try, it 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 seemed to capture that sort of flavour of the time. Yeah, which really appealed to me. Um, I mean, the story itself I thought was quite interesting. The the sort of the setting of of Hephaestus, uh, where you had that genuine or sort of not genuine, but a replica of the um, Palace of, of Versailles, and everyone's walking around in sort of in like Regency costumes, aren't they? Yes, and I was beginning to wonder what. Where where this was set, but it was sort of set in a near a vol that was a volcano or something, wasn't it? Lava and stuff, and it was in volcanic like a, planet. Yeah, and it was in like a protective bubble. Yeah, and really, I suppose you could say the story is a, a very thinly um, guy satire on social media, in a way, isn't it? Yeah, to a certain extent. Um, the- because yeah. I mean, let's so say that, that, that there you are... have to tell everybody everything you're doing. Exactly. So it's sort of no matter a bit of a... how mundane. And... Yeah, um, it's a bit of an attack on Twitter and Facebook and that sort of thing, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, it, the story is, and there's spoilers coming up here, folks. Um, the Babel Network is 
something that people sort of volunteered to do to sort of share ideas, wasn't it? Yeah. And then people began to feel, and there were some fantastic works of art being created, and I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah. With people coming together to using it for that sort of thing, but then it got to the point of well, people don't want to be left out, and more and more people joined it, and then it comes to the um, the the overall sort of the computer again, which I've forgotten what it's called. Um, so that was a, I think that was the problem where there were certain things didn't stick in my mind about it. Yeah. No, I mean this is what I mean. This is what yeah. I say about it. I just didn't. I mean, in a in a thing that's supposed to be a satire on on communication, it, I didn't connect with it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, it was called it was called the Prolocutor. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, but yeah. So um, and basically, the Prolocutor then just decided that um, everybody must be linked up to this Babel's Babel network. Yeah. Or die, basically. Yeah. So um, people, the last, the some of them were forcibly connected. Yeah. And if your chips went wrong, you was forcibly put back in or killed. Yes, indeed. Um, but there was a nice little thing as to why um, certain people were having the chips burnt out. Yeah. And dying, actually. Um, the, 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 the older ones uh, that had also gossiped a lot. Yeah, it was the, it was the banal and mundane uh, sort of conversations that was basically yeah. the, sort of driving the prodocutor computer mad. Yeah, basically, which I thought was quite. I suppose you would go mad after listening to that for goddamn so many thousands of yeah. years. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were certain things. You know, I did. I did quite like the story. Um, and as, as going back to what Lala Ward was doing with uh, line delivery, on the whole, was quite good. But there was a huge part of the story where the fourth Doctor wasn't involved. No, which is what which you're is obviously going to do with these yeah. sort of things. Yeah, that's it. Um, but unfortunately, you got replaced by, well. I don't know how to describe them. It's just sort of like a um, a rebel women's institute, wasn't it? Like yes. the local WI had been given free reign with guns. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I thought, sort of like that point, that's when I began to lose a little bit of interest. Um, I mean, it, it was okay. I mean, I, yeah, there's, there's, I don't really mind the story. It, it just perhaps didn't have enough in it to to hold my attention. Hmm. Yeah, because it was that. I must admit, because I was sort of listening to it in the car this week, sort of driving back to Falls to work. Yeah. And when, and when it did get to the um, the bit when you had the like the rebels, for want a better, better description, um, I I did sort of kind of sort of not pay too much attention to it anymore. Yeah. My I'd, my problem with it when you listen to these and when you when you listen to an audio story or you read a book, obviously, yeah. you do tend to visualize what's happening. In your mind, yeah, and I didn't really get that with this. I can't. This didn't paint, if you like, for want of a, a better phrase, paint any pictures in for me. I know what you mean. I and know. I do know what you mean. Yeah, and probably the first one of this series that hasn't. I mean, I know you didn't like the previous one. No, I didn't. No, um, but even that, I could imagine. I could see the runway and the the doctor flying the. Jet and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this just didn't have any connection to me. The only bit was the first, the very first bit where the first person, the person dies before they arrive, mm. and you had the description there of what it was what he was wearing and whatever. Yeah, and that was about the only bit that I could really, that I can actually sort of remember as in what happened where from this story. Now, yeah, I, yeah, I, I do know what you mean because. There were there were certain parts that I I could visualize. 
and that was when basically when, when when the doctor was involved in in the story and it's more to the point of view i could visualize tom baker saying those lines and pulling the faces he used to pull as the doctor those are the sort of things i could visualize but the rest of it i it, as you as you say apart from not like, the palace of versailles which is where you can view that online anywhere but um it, it was just it was that sort of thing it just didn't really i don't know, I don't know was it maybe it wasn't descriptive enough i don't I mean, know pr- Perhaps one of the problems, of course, is that it is supposed to be set in a sort of cyber space. Certainly, after once the the ending is yeah, once yeah, once the Doctor and the Romana join the Babel Sphere, so yeah, there isn't really anything there to describe. No, no, there isn't, is there? It's and, a at, sh- that, and I, at that point, there wasn't a strong hmm. enough characterization from the other characters for them to carry it. No, because I mean, I mean, again, I, I know I keep picking on the. Um, the Women's Institute rebel uh, pack again, but they're all very much of the I kind of put the importance of being earnest, sort of a handbag. It was that sort of yeah. voice, wasn't it? And but the trouble is, Lala Wald couldn't do any different voices, no, and they all sounded the same. And I think that's probably why I began to switch off a little bit, yeah, because you couldn't really get invested in the characters too much, could you? No, it, it didn't get the you didn't get a, a feeling that this was building to a climax. We'd had the previous, even the previous, the Stones one. Mm. You at least it was building to something, which was the final um, confrontation in the Stones. This I just don't feel at any point had any pace to it. No, it just sort of. I, I know what you mean. It's probably one of the, one of the weaker aspects of it because it, it sort of went from this to that to this to that, and it it just sort of how can I put it? They sort of they had like unconnected scenes and then try to cobble them together to make a story yeah it didn't sort of flow did it there was no sort of uh natural outcome to it no it was just sort of right and that one minute they've escaped no they've been captured they're in the babel sphere um they've managed to destroy the computer and they're out yeah and that was it yeah there was no real big um it was played for laughs really like a douglas adams um era doctor who story Especially when the doctor was going out of its mind, it, it wasn't even you couldn't even sort of like have any um, empathy for the for the computer going mad, could you? Because again, no. it was played for laughs again. So I totally, don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that that was a weakness of it or not. I, I'm not sure. It depends what you're looking for. Because I mean, if they were going to go for that that particular era of Tom Baker, then they got it right. Because that I mean, you know, a lot of there are a lot of silly stories in that particular era. Yeah. When I was watching one today, actually, Horns of Nymon, it doesn't get much sillier than that, really. So, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I've, yeah, I've got no problem with that. It just, like I say, particularly, I don't know whether it was that if these stories just didn't need Tom Baker to, to carry them, because mm. quite a lot of those did. Yes. Um, yes, you're right. Well, that I just, it just didn't. I just didn't come. I haven't come away with this with any. I can still, like I say, I can still visualise bits from the the previous stories. Mm. How I saw, I mean, probably not how the the writer intended them to be, but how I saw them, and they left an impression with me. Well, that's the and whole this story. Th- I'm not going to take anything from. No, I mean that's the thing about audio. You paint your own pictures with it, don't you? Yeah. You know, d- d- despite what the writer or, or the production team have in mind, you you create your own pictures. Um, yeah. And I think if an audio story fails to do that, then it, it really has failed in its task. Yeah. And I'm afraid, to a certain extent, that's what it did with me. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, what about some of the other little um, 
little things in it. Um, you, I mean, you must be pleased with the fact that the sonic screwdriver wasn't used to get out of this. Yes. Because <laughs> you're not yeah, a fan I mean, of the sonic screwdriver. Had, we had the, 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 the very first start of it, didn't we, was the fact that neither of them had take, brought their sonic screwdrivers. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah, which actually, from that point of view, you should have thought, well, this one's written for me. <laughs> <laughs> right up your street, isn't it? <laughs> perhaps, perhaps I just lost interest then. I had nothing to complain about from that point of view, and I switched off. I don't know. <laughs> well, you've got some other mentions of other um, other Doctor Who sort of creatures and, and, and people as well. You've got when they were trying to think of uh, the mundane yeah, things, I mean, it did give them, a, give them an opportunity just to throw out lots of lists, didn't it? Yeah, the um, sort of the, the uh, characters that Romana knew from nursery rhymes. So you've got Rassilon, Zagreus, um, Salyovin, which is from Sharda. Well, I haven't yeah. seen Sharda for a long time. The Shakri and the yeah. and the Grafaeus. Crefe- the I did yeah. get it out right in the end. Um, so there's little things like that. Then you get the former Time Lord president. So you've got Morbius, Slan, Pandak, Pandak the second, Pandak the third, which I thought was quite uh, quite good. And then you've got the um, the Eleventh Doctor when the Doctor when he pops up, because as you know, each story the Eleventh Doctor pops yeah. up to uh, say, you know, don't get rid of this. Put it, you know, sort of keep something back from the story. And this yeah. time, in this time, I- it was to download the Prolocutor to the to a hard drive, wasn't it? Yeah. I have to say as well, this is the other thing about this one, was this seemed to be just the most, um, I want to say, don't really want to say laziest introduction of that, but mm. um, there wasn't really much in terms of, we, it's been quite clever in how they've introduced. Yeah, this was just, and then another face appeared. Yeah. And it was the 11th Doctor. Um, yeah. But what I did like though, we, we listed his top five enemies. Yes. And it was sort of Ice Warriors, Ood, Mandrills, Bandrills. And his number one enemy was Chumblies. <laughs> yeah. But even he said, like, so you bet you didn't see that coming. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it was fairly well written as 11. It just, that just sort of there again. Whereas the other ones, they've been quite clever. I mean, particularly the, mm. um, the introduction in the second Doctor one. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. That, that has been the best one so far. Without shadow, but even just the idea of the phone ringing and it yeah. being a message for him in the last one made more of an impact than this. Yeah, it was almost as if they sort of, sort of Jonathan Morris had written the story, and then they said, "Hang on, you've left that Eleventh Doctor." Yeah, and he had to quickly. That that's how. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming that's not what happened, but that's what it felt like. Yeah, which is a bit of a shame. It's a bit of a shame. It'd have been better if one of the others had suddenly been taken over by one of the other people that was already there. Yeah. Yeah, it just... Um, maybe it was just you know, light and frothy, I think, this one, actually. Yeah. Light and frothy. A uh, bit like uh, a Tom Baker story from that time. Yeah. I mean, with regards to that, it, it, it you know, it, it did what it said on the tin with regards to that. And it also did... I felt, as well, it also captured the Doctor and Romana 2's relationship quite well as well. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say that. I mean, it's not... Although I have to say that's not necessarily my favourite, <laughs> which also may be a problem with this. It, this story hasn't, as far as I'm concerned, unfortunately got a lot going from it from that point of view. But... No, no. Oh, that's a shame. That is a shame, actually. Because um, I'm going to say, I did quite enjoy it. I mean, I, I mean, I would recommend... I mean, I didn't like the last one. I didn't like the third Doctor one, which I was really disappointed in because the third Doctor's my, my Doctor. 
But, see, and this is this is this is where I can't go back to that argument again. Yeah. See, that one to me was a typical third Doctor story. It was. It was just the. St- I just found it so. I, I just didn't like Richard Franklin. I'm not going to go over all this again, yeah. but I mean, yeah. if you want to know, folks, listen to the pot that particular episode yeah. of the podcast. But I just didn't like Richard Franklin's delivery. Yeah. I think that's that's what ruined it. Um. And the endless mention of stones all the time. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, saying despite the fact I didn't like that one, I would recommend people to listen to all of these. Yeah, I mean, this is the, this is this is the first one that I haven't particularly had a positive reaction to. Yeah, I've liked the previous ones. I actually quite like. I, I quite like. If we go pay from when people haven't listened to that, I quite like the stones one. So, yeah, that's, that's the first one that I haven't. But ah, um, okay. I just couldn't get into it, I'm afraid. Well, we we don't do the ratings thing on on when we do the audio stories, so um, but so we we'll just we we'll just uh, agree to differ on this one, I think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not without its faults, and and some of those faults you pointed out, I you know, I completely agree with. But um, I just thought it was just a light and throffy, a, 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 um, apart from the uh, the bit in the middle with the Women's Institute. <laughs> yes. So coming to the rescue. <laughs> But there you go. There you go. Okay then, folks. Right. Well, do you think that wraps it up? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's going to so. be a short one this week. It was going to be. We knew it was going to be a short one this week. But uh, yeah. Um, so next week, then. Well, there won't be a normal podcast next week because I will be driving rounds West Sussex in my mini next weekend. So, um, but what we will have, we'll have something um, a bit different next week. Um, so listen to find out what that is. Okay. So. Um, but of course, we have got the fifth Doctor story, the audio ghost story, to uh, review as well, haven't we? In a couple of weeks' time. Yes. So probably, yeah. That might yeah. be coming quite quickly because <laughs> we're we're a bit behind. We are very much behind. Um, yeah, especially as the um, <laughs> the the uh, June one uh, is going to be out sort of very very soon, actually. Yes. Yes, the uh, troubling paradise, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Okay, then, folks. So for another week, then. It's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listening to the Who's He podcast, please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk and please also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.